0: Away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the twenty, comes away to O'Neill. Meldrum scores! Meldrum scores in the corner. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Daniel Friend, filling in for Bo Nicholson, our regular host, who is overseas. I hope you're doing well, Bo. We're a group of ex-riders from Real Sport, and like them, we are by the fans for the fans. Each week, we like to talk and take an analytical view of the NRL, whilst also having some fun along the way. Joining me for this episode, I have the best bloke in Western Sydney. He beat out Jerome Luai for that title, Chris Waring. How are you going?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Uh, yeah, not much competition out here for... Best folk in the old west, but uh, yeah, doing well, mate, and uh, enjoying the footy, trying to take their personal emotion out of it. But uh, yeah. it's been I've really quite enjoyed the competition this year so
0: far. It's pretty close, isn't it? Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. So um, yeah, I think PVL's done done all right so far. Um, I know he's got a few knockers out there, but he's <laughs> he's done okay. Yeah, uh, I'll
1: give him I'll give him credit for that. A little bit, a little bit.
0: Uh, wild cards, mate. We'll get straight into it. What have you got for us this week?
1: All right. I've got the uh, uh, bittersweet award, and I'm not going to tell you why. Just remain remains a little bit of a <laughs> – because he doesn't like uh, being exposed like this. But uh, Lachlan Ilias with the uh, <laughs> field goal over the Manly Seagulls, of all people, I thought was a, uh, a bittersweet moment. So I'll just leave yeah. it at that. So seven having a cracker season, Lockie Ilias so far. So yep. uh, shout out to him.
0: Yeah, nice. I like it. We'll, ju- we'll call him The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go with that. Our, our friend there. All right. So my wildcard award this week, Chris, is uh, it, it's also kind of song or music related as well, I guess. The, it's the Divinals Award. And it's uh, as they famously said, it's a fine line between pleasure and pain. And on Thursday night, that's exactly what it was for Nathan Cleary and the Penrith Panthers. So... Right at the end of the game, obviously, Junior Paulo goes to the bin. Nathan Cleary just, as it's been described as one of the most clutch moments in the NRL ever. I'm not so sure about that. It was very good, and I love Nathan, but uh, he knocked over a two-point field goal sort of on a bit of an angle from about 45 out, which was pretty good. And then the Eels, obviously down to 12 men. You'd have to think Penrith get home from here in Golden Point. And then they do almost the exact same thing. Mitch Kenny smashes one of the outside backs from Parramatta, which I thought was a little bit unlucky. Got chopped a little bit, fell into it. Contact with the head, though. Too bad. So sad. And uh, Mitchell Moses goes down there and inks his contract with a field goal and the first win for the Parramatta Eels for the season. It was a good game, wasn't it, mate?
1: Yeah, it was cracker. Something about, it's funny, Parramatta been struggling-ish all year, but they always seem to get those regular season wins over uh, Penrith for whatever specific reason. Yeah. but they drop in yeah. Melbourne
0: as well normally.
1: Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they'd be frustrating in a different context. I mean, uh, they'd be frustrating support in a weird kind of, you know, they're good enough to yeah. win the comp, but they just can't do it for whatever reason. But, uh, yeah, it was a cracker game. Um, yeah. When, I agree with you about the... Um, uh, yeah, the Mishkanie, quite unlucky. Uh, with you about the, the field goal, though, uh, yeah,
0: I reckon – I don't like the uh, – you've got to win for it to be the most clutch moment. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's just the hyperbole that gets the clicks on the, the internet, though, doesn't it, mate? So yeah. that's yeah. what they're going with, and they, they know it at the time as well as um, afterwards. But, yeah, Ripper game, and obviously well done to the Eels. They've sort of pinched one there that I didn't think they would um, we'll dive into our next item, mate, and it's to do with the Panthers. Are they they're only had they've only had one win so far this year. Uh are, are they gone? Are they still the best? Or are they somewhere in the middle of that those two sort of I guess outcomes? What what do you think, mate?
1: Uh personally, look, they I reckon they're still a top four yeah. team. I just think they've rejoined that top four pack a little bit, whereas last two or three seasons have just been uh, you know just a, a bit above that yeah um, but I reckon that I still reckon they're a great team they're you know kind of tough game of the weekend but again they've kind of they've kind of always struggled against Parramatta for whatever specific reasons that may be they are missing they're missing happy for sure yeah but um, I still think that I, I reckon with the the World Cup the shorter of um, pre-season with that. I reckon they're just taking it a little bit easy-ish at the moment where really last couple of seasons, apparently has just been hyper-intense in your face. Yep. I reckon they're slowly warming up to it and not trying to mm-hmm. – I reckon they're worried about a bit of burnout for the, the long haul. So I, I still think they're premiership yep. contenders. I reckon they'll be thereabouts if not you know, in it or, or win it. But yep. – Uh, Yeah, I reckon some of the, I don't reckon Panthers fans specifically need to be worried at this point. I think there is a bit of conjecture around, they've got a few issues, like the, I think the number nine, um, you know, there's probably something you could do there. Or someone like um, Hosking on the weekend played really well. Mm. Luganas hasn't had the best start to the season. So there are definitely Weaker in parts and question mark and questions to be answered, but yeah, um, yeah look, I, I, I personally, yeah. if I was a Panthers fan, I won't be too worried. I reckon come towards the end, they'll still be thereabouts.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree, mate. I think they've only lost a couple of games by what one point. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's still pretty impressive what they've done, and you look at Parramatta on the weekend. I heard on uh, the bloke in the bar podcast, which I know you listen to as well. Parramatta completed 41 of 43 sets. Yeah. So for for them to only win by one point and in golden point whilst doing that, it shows how good Penrith are and, and how good you need to be to beat them. So uh, I agree with you around the hooking role. I think Mitch Kenny is such a tough bastard, and defensively, he's really good. But creatively, uh, out of nine, I'm not sure he offers the same... Well, he definitely doesn't offer what Api Korosau does, but not many do. I don't know what they do there. I'm a little bit torn on that because Sonny Luke, when he comes on the field, he adds a real spark. Can he play 80? We're not so sure, especially defensively. So I'm not sure. And I'm, I'm starting to watch Jerome Luai without the big the big dog outside him in kick out. Jerome tends to, from what I've seen this year, He's playing very sideways. His shoulders, as soon as he catches the ball, they're facing out and almost towards the left corner post, and he's generally on the left side there. So he's running his ball runners out of room, and they're they're not as threatening. Even if they do come back on the angle, someone like a Garner or or even potentially Martin, if he goes over there next week, uh, it's just not as threatening as Viliami Kikau, where last year, Jerome could almost just catch and pass and give it to the big kid. And Kikau would do his thing, and then they play off the back of that. So, yeah, there, there's a couple of things I think they need to tidy up. But overall, I agree with you. I think they're still top four bound, and and they're every chance to win as well. So, yeah, hold on tight, Panthers fans. My mate Lawrence, he's a mad Panther, so he listens to us every week. So shout out, Log. Yeah. Hang tight. Yeah. You'll be right. I would just
1: say, from two guys on a podcast who are Knights and Tigers fans, it's, yeah. it could be a it could be a lot worse. Trust
0: oh, me. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, man. I agree. So another thing in the news items we've got this week is Clint Gutherson, the the king, Gutho, self-proclaimed king. Um, he's a of sort of, I don't know if they're looking to replace him or just move him in the back line. He'd be an expensive centre. And there's talk around that, they'll get, that they're looking at Jaden Campbell, but specifically they want an X-factor on their side. So whether that's at fullback or or somewhere else, but they were looking at bringing them on at fullback. I don't understand it at all, mate. Uh, Do you? Uh,
1: No. Again, it's borderline ridiculous. It's interesting that it got out whatever... I I reckon there's at least some truth to it. But again, like if Mm. you start with the Campbell part, well, Campbell plays 14 for Gold Coast and he doesn't really do much there. So I'm not sure what they theorized he could do at uh, Parramatta. okay let's say then that Campbell is goes to one Gutherson's played center for New South Wales and it was largely unsuccessful you also have the fact that he's on a lot of money you've got money tied into Gutherson Brown Moses it's just and I, I feel like you watch Parramatta. they need they they don't have much depth they're just killing you know ICG and uh, yeah, Paolo yeah playing so many minutes in the middle. Agree, and you also. And I think like they some of their they also lack like a good like a really good outside back like Walker Blake is I don't think is first grade standard. Mm. Bailey Simonson's okay. He's not the greatest going around. He's serviceable, but and again I, I think the and this I think it goes to a greater problem with Parramatta and why I think they'll never win a premiership in this iteration of the team and especially with the Moses re-signing because I think that for a premiership team I personally think that you could either have one of Gutherson or Mitchell Moses yep of course they're both players where they're both both awesome players but neither of them are superstar players and I don't think neither of them just have that kind of I don't know like clutch killer instinct within them. Mm. Especially where...
0: Moses as well. He's not like that at all, is he? he? He almost tries too hard and his head's about to pop off, I think, yeah. in tough situations. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And with Gutherson, like Gutherson, he he tries his heart out, but he, yep. he lacks some of the pure yeah. talent. He lacks
0: skill. the class. Yeah, if you could combine yeah. the two.
1: Yeah, and, two. and that's, that's the point I'm making. Yeah. Where ideally, you'd want one of them. Like one of them would be great in your spine. Yeah. For example, you chuck Chuck Guthrison into Penrith, they'll be yep. sweet. If not maybe even like a little bit better. Yep. But the fact but you none of there's no Nathan Cleary in that team. There's no uh Cameron Munster in that team. Yep. Hell, there's no even Harry Grant mm-hmm. in that team. And it's just that I think that's their greater problem, but I I don't know what they do about it now because they've got money into Moses, they got money into Gus. And I get wh- I get why they re signed Moses for sure, I get yep. it. But they've just I don't know, they just haven't got the timing right, I feel, where they've needed to try to shaft one up yeah at one point in lieu of like a a top five player rather than like a top fifteen player. And I, I think that's their structural yeah problem. I think they'll remain to be a top sixteen for the near future, but I just I just think that's what's stopping them from getting to the top and I guess you know they, they're obviously getting frustrated they need to find
0: something but I think that's what the issue comes down to yeah I, I agree mate it's um, it's an interesting thing and I, I tend to agree that someone somewhere has leaked it to, I think to sort of test the waters with the fans as we know yeah. the Parramatta fans are yeah pretty heavy on social media it's probably I would say them and the Bunnies fans are the two craziest social media fans maybe Canterbury as well uh, but um. <laughs> Yeah, there's something doing there, but I I don't think... They've also... Dylan Brown, he re-signed for seven years, and and I really like Dylan Brown, but for me, that's far too long a contract in this day and age uh, for both parties, I I think. Brown may end up ripping himself off money, like shortchanging himself, and the club may end up missing out because maybe he doesn't perform, but who knows? Yeah, it's a bit odd out there. I'm not sure how much Brad Arthur has to do with the contracts there. Speaking of contracts... Jack Whiten, he's got an option in his contract uh, with the Raiders and he can trigger it by round 10 to get an automatic extension. He's not going to do that. He's going to test the waters on the open market. And we were just having a chat earlier in the group chat and just sort of talking, where do you think he would fit? Obviously, would you like him at the Tigers? Where do you think he'll end up? Do you think he'll stay at the Raiders? What are we thinking here with Jack Whiten, mate?
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a bombshell, wasn't it? it wasn't really. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of took me by surprise today when I was reading it. Um, I'm assuming it set a lot of alarm bells off in a lot of front offices around. Yeah. Because uh, Jack White is an absolute gun in my eyes, who mm-hmm. is not being utilized the greatest at Canberra. So I think, it personally, it's it's a good career um, career move for Jack, alongside who probably break in a fair bit of Dosh as well. Uh, for Tigers, not until Brooks is gone, I don't care about any other decision, so he'll just be wasted. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I try to think about it, I'm trying to think about uh, where he could best be used and also a combination of which team would actually want him. Yep. And when I was thinking of this earlier today without considering the latter half of which team would want him, just suit-wise, I think the Broncos, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I, I think he would... Absolutely kill it in that team. Yep. But I don't think I don't think they'll stick with Ezra. they've yep. got a really good um, spine there at the moment. Dolphins is an obvious choice. Mm-hmm. Um, probably alongside you'd say Katua would go to seven. Depends on O'Sullivan, but um, you know, pretty pretty uh, hardworking forward pack. I'm trying to think where else he would end up.
0: Mate, um, I, I, I would love him at Newcastle, to be honest. And if we could offload, uh, reluctantly I say it, but if we could offload Kalen Ponga, I mean, I'd much rather have Jack Whiten playing 5'8", to be honest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think we'd get him cheaper too than bloody $1.4 and then $1.6 next year. I've no doubt we'd get him cheaper. Imagine paying a guy like Jack Whiten a million dollars and saving 400000 in your cap. Um <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like that would just be an enormous upgrade for Newcastle there. He plays week in, week out. He's tough as nails. Um, he whacks up in defence, which we haven't had in halves since Andrew Johns, really. Um, yeah. I think he'd be a great fit for us. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of... Just yeah,
1: just just um just on that, mm. I, 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 it didn't come to mind, but actually he kind of suits what is yeah. the old... Uh not not massively old, but the old traditional Newcastle yep. culture type of player. Just yep. look he, he he has the odd dumb mistake in him for sure. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if he led the league and kicks out in the full. But Whoa. uh he is good for one. Um but yeah, he's that real that's like absolute tough bastard. He's one of the halves you're not you're looking to run away from. Mm-hmm. Um has a crack each and every week and then really good ball player in uh, would be inside. I mean, Jackson Hastings very ball dominant, so that yeah. uh simplifies his game a bit. Uh yeah, Newcastle again, especially with the Ponger situation, if you get that that's could say somehow get that cap. Like if they if they somehow got Ponger off the books, I'm not sure how to do it. But mm. um yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you'd be happy to pay Jack a million a season and, yeah. and take the Mate, absolutely. get like a get like a, you know, a good party back row or something for the four hundred, but Uh, Yeah, geez, you'd be a happy man if that happened, friend.
0: Absolutely, mate. I'd be stoked. I've been on the phone to Barry Toohey all day, so (laughs) um, he's going to relay that to the Knights uh, down his pipeline he has there. Mate, are you happy to get into the games and our tips for this week? Yeah, let's get into it. Beautiful. Let's rock and roll. All right, Thursday night. Another uh, good clash on a Thursday, and the Roosters take on the Parramatta Eels at. Allianz Stadium, which I can't wait to get to. I haven't been there yet, but it looks a million bucks. That well, It's a lot more than a million bucks, but um, that's probably how much our taxpayer money went to it, just individually, because it's that good a stadium. Um, Joey Manu, he's got a one-game band, so Drew Hutchison will come into the centres. He's played a little bit there. Corey Allen, Queensland origin legend, has been added to the interchange bench and Tyrell May will drop off out of that. Junior Polo, he'll miss two games after that big hit last week. And Wiramu Greg, he'll be in the starting side. I thought they lost a lot when he came onto the field last week against Penrith. So it be interesting to see if they actually line up that way to start. Mate, who do you like here and uh, why?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Parramatta can back up. Mm. Uh, You know, the they held on for the the win last week. Drew Hutchinson's developing a uh, very Mitch Orbison-like career. <laughs> yeah. uh, just missed, missed to fix it. Yep. Uh, oh, tight game. Ford, yeah. William McGregor, not massively sure on. Uh I don't really
0: like the Roosters bench either. Mm, I'd be surprised if they line up that way with Turpin yeah. and Allen on the bench together. Yeah. I think young guy i don't know if you've seen him play but uh Siwa wong he is uh, yeah. he's a gun, and I reckon he might be a chance at making his debut this week, but we'll see
1: yeah
0: uh i'm going yeah there's two teams like that with
1: two kind of very light benches this week yeah. um, anyway i'm gonna go. Oh, this is a flip of a coin. I'm going to go the Roosters just because it's at home, Yeah, I think. But I think it'll be extremely
0: close. I also think so, mate. Especially with a bit of weather, weather around, wet weather games, uh, Mitchell Moses' kicking game will come into it. But I will go with the Roosters pretty much any time Jared uh, where Rio plays, I will tip them. The record with him yep. is, is pretty good. We move on to Friday night and the first game at 6 p.m. at GIO Stadium. The Raiders, who we were just speaking about, take on the Penrith Panthers, and I think these these two teams they need to win this game. So it's going to be interesting for the loser after this. I'll be tipping the Panthers, mate. Um, there's pretty minimal changes for them. Luke Garner, they're saying, is being rested, so Scott Sorensen's going to come into the starting side, uh, and Liam Martin, he's still sidelined with a hamstring injury. Sonny Luke is still out as well after his head knock, so he's got the mandatory stand-down period. And for the Raiders, Jordan Rapiner, he's back from suspension after that massive hit a few weeks ago. Schiller comes out for him, and Jamal Fogarty comes back in. So Matt Frawley will go to 5'8", to cover Jack Whiten, who is now suspended. Yeah, as I said, mate, I'm going to go the Panthers. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think this will be a game where the Panthers will... Uh, silence some of the doubters a bit. I'm very, and I'm still very surprised that the Raiders are persevering with Sebastian Chris at fullback. I feel like that's yep. an experiment that needs to end. Uh, Raiders were extremely disappointing. Uh, Harley Smith Shields, I thought, struggled quite a bit
0: defensively at centre. He looks like a guy to me, Chris, who has been an athlete all the way through the juniors and is strong, powerful, good runner but lacks that actual rugby league understanding and finesse with the ball and things like that. Oh, that's just, yeah, incredible athlete. Not sure he's got the football now just yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, some, I agree with you. Some of the reads last week mm. were just, uh, yeah, not not the greatest. One thing in Canberra's favour, they still do have a extremely good forward pack on paper. Yeah. So if they can match up, they might... Go with them for a bit, but I think uh, class will win out uh, just even in the heart, the spine, really. um, Except probably Mitch Kenny. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with the Panthers and I reckon they'll do it pretty easily. Yeah, I tend to agree, mate.
0: We'll move on to our next game. Second game on Friday night, 8pm at Acor Stadium. The Rabbitohs will take on the Storm. This is generally a really good clash. I look forward to this one throughout the year. Uh, Both sides are... Still mix, missing a couple of players, but uh, Hame Saleh he'll return from concussion to Booth Souths a little bit there. And there's just one change to the team that beat the Tigers for the Storm with Tom Eisenhuth joining the bench. Um, and he'll take the place of Tyron Wishart, so he'll go to the reserves. And Jerome Hughes, obviously, he's still the big out with young Pezzet in the number seven jersey. I think he's done a pretty good job and he's got a long first-grade career ahead of him. Mate, I am super torn here. I think I'm going to tip um, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Who do you yeah. like?
1: Yeah, look, the uh, the Storm were poor uh, last week, and oh, it's God. kind of put it in. Con- they weren't that good. Uh, they they improved for sure from the the previous week's performance, mm-hmm. but um, they just don't look the same team at the moment. No. But the, you you could see some of the. Um, you know, that, that classic storm kind of spirit fighting through and that they're struggling along and you know, they, they did win the game, which is all you need to do. But uh yeah, I, I think Souths are gonna have uh be a little bit too good. I just think there's a difference in the overall starting thirteen. I just think there's a little bit more a little bit more form, a little bit more class. Um yeah. must will be better served by the week back, but yeah. Uh the extra game, but Yeah, I reckon South will uh, get the business done.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at it now as well and how they're going to line up. Jonah Pezzett will be playing on the right in that right half position. And you think about South Sydney and their left side attack. So uh, gamble responsibly, everyone. But I think I'll be having a dabble (laughs) on some of the boys out left for South Sydney this week uh, to cross (laughs) the stripe. Uh, We'll move on to our first game of Saturday. And unfortunately... I will be on my cricket end of season trip, and as a noted Knights fan, we have a couple of boys coming along who are Sea Eagles fans. They are young blokes, and hopefully they're listening to this because if they would like to be invited back next year, they will not give it to me when the Sea Eagles demolish my Knights three at p.m. at Glen Willow Oval at Mudgee. Uh, the sea Eagles look yeah, red hot at the moment And Morgan Harper, he'll play his first game He's coming in for cooler uh, Who I think Kula's been outstanding this year I really rate him as a footballer I think potential origin player down the line somewhere Lachlan Croker will come back in as well uh, Carl Lawton will go to the reserves Kurt Mann got knocked into next week uh, Last game against the Raiders So <laughs> he'll miss this week uh, Jack Johns coming in to play lock, which I don't mind that. I think Jack goes all right. Uh, I think defensively that'll actually help him, being in the middle there. And big Greg Marzu stays on the wing. Dom Young, he's just been banished forever to reserve grade. So, uh, mate, Mm -hmm. I will be tipping Manly here, and they can write their own ticket, in my opinion. I think they'll win by plenty. What do you think?
1: Well, to be fair, you've said that the last two weeks as well, (laughs) and the the Knights now have two wins in a row. I'm,
0: I'm yet to tip Newcastle.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit yeah, so I'm, I'm a bit I'm a bit suspicious when you share that <laughs> you read out the uh the knights uh, death threats. Something else just wanted to say unintentional, hilarious moment of last weekend was on channel nine when Kurt Mann just got yeah. absolutely fucking knocked out and yeah. channel nine cut to like an inner game I Suzuki D you fucking ad or whatever <laughs> while this guy's like knocked out on the floor, but uh yeah, look uh Lock Bright Point for the Knights, lockman Miller. Uh getting better week by week. Um yeah, I don't know. Uh the nights have looked okay. Uh getting, you know, better, better each week, but it's just they're just hard, you know, they're just as likely to rock up and throw the tally in after ten minutes. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go mainly. Uh I I agree with you. I reckon it it'll be done pretty easily, I reckon as well.
0: Yeah. I think uh Oluquatu and uh, Morgan Harper playing his first game. They'll both be out on the right side there, out with Cherry Evans, and obviously Tom's a massive threat. But Bradman Best, as much as I love him, and he's a local Central Coast boy, I actually know his family and just a bit wary about his defense at the moment. Heimel Hunt, some of his reads have been pretty poor. And then we've got the, the junkyard dog, Tyson Gamble, out there too, who... I absolutely love, but again, some of his reads can be a bit average at times too. So out on the right-hand side for Manly, I expect them to, yeah, score plenty of points and I think we're in a bit of strife. So I'll tip the Sea Eagles as well. Uh, Friday, sorry, Saturday, 5.30 at Wynn Stadium. I have no idea who to tip here, the Dragons versus the Dolphins. And I just, after seeing last week, I'm really not sure, but... um, I, I, yeah, I'm really stuck here. Jack DeBellin, looks like he's going to come back in this week in the extended squad. He may come into the 17 later in the week. Anthony Griffin, he's just on the chopping block, and I have a feeling this could be one of his last games if they get done. For the Dolphins, Milford will come from five eight to halfback, and it'll leave young Katoa. Uh, well, he'll come back into the side, but he'll be uh, having wearing the 6 jersey. And Jeremy Marshall King, he's the big in for the Dolphins. I think... He will probably sway my tip here uh, in the nine jersey, Jeremy Marshall King. I rate him really highly. And I just can't see how I could possibly tip the Dragons after last week. I'm going to tip the Dolphins. How about you, mate? Uh, I was
1: about to go Dragons mm. until I noticed Marshall King was back. I just I just do hate the idea of Anthony Milford yep. in the halves. I just think it's a yep, anchor on the Dolphins' attack. But, um, yeah, the Dragons, look, they haven't looked... If you look at the total played minutes this year, you would say they've had more positive than negative. They've just been blown out in 40-minute periods, really. Mm. Uh, I'm going to... St- that's the thing as well. I, I want to go Dragons, but yep. the coaching situations.
0: Is, yeah, have have I, have the players given up and they want him sacked, yeah. or are they going to turn up for him and try and keep him? That's the that's the million yeah. dollar question, isn't it? I think they do play well at win as well, generally. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I can't go past the Dolphins here. But I'll I'll let you make your own mind up, mate.
1: Yeah, that's the that's the big question, it's, especially. Well, I know Ben Hunt's a massive mm. uh, hook fan. It's interesting the spray he gave. Yep pretty much everyone,
0: Yeah. And he's probably, uh, he's probably the best player on the field too. So yeah. if they can get a win you know, him,
1: yeah. I'm going to stick with my, my first initial thought. I'm mm-hmm. going to go Dragons.
0: Yep. Cool. Like it, mate. Uh, always stick with your gut there. The next game we've got is the Brisbane Broncos, who are absolutely oh, flying. Geez. And they take on your West Tigers, Chris, uh, Saturday night, 7.35pm at Suncorp Stadium. Now, it annoys me that they're going so well because just purely because Kevin Walters, and look at this, he's named the same 17. He doesn't even have to do anything as coach at the moment. I mean, as the guys have said, Adam Reynolds is their real coach, and he's also playing on the field. For the Tigers, Tim Cheens is stuck solid with his starting 13. Uh, Adam Dewey is going to stay at fullback, wake him in the six, and Luke Brooks will wear the seven but not play seven, and no one knows what's going on there. Ah. Uh, Mate, unfortunately, I'm going to have to tip the Brisbane Broncos. I don't think it needs too much analysis. What do you think? Nah, look,
1: again, I'm with you at this point. I'm even considering boycotting watching Tigers games until <laughs> Brooks is not in the hards anymore, Because yeah. They get in the field. Like, the forwards are doing all right. Like, yeah. you took Amanu, Clemmer, he's going all right. Probably he's not getting the ball that he needs. John Bateman's been pretty good yep, so far. Yep. It's just that they they just lose their fucking mind when they get into 20 and they mm. just can't do anything and uh i think just as a final stat i think the west tigers will lose their 15th game in a row right. with luke brooks as their halfback. so
0: that that yeah. Broncos
1: that's Broncos by plenty yeah
0: that's a crazy so I, I wasn't aware of that mate is, is it's up to it'll be up to 15 will it if it's
1: well it's it's so the stat is 14 straight losses with brooks at 7 yep. the overall stat is two wins from the last 24 games with Brooks at seven. Uh, wow.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it doesn't take a genius to work out what needs to happen there. A bit of a shout out to um, your mate, Asu Kapoa. I think yeah. he's been fantastic. this has got yeah. a bit of size. He's running hard. He's got a bit of passion, a bit of like sort of vigor in his runs. And yeah, I think he's been great. And another guy, I don't understand. Last week, John Bateman went to the middle for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes. And he created something. Like, I, I know he yeah. runs across the field a little bit or whatever, but at least he's having a go. He created something. There's points in him in the middle, and he's straight back on oh, the yeah. edge. I, I I don't understand that. Is there. Yeah.
1: What? Yeah. Polo, Polo should go back to the bench. Yeah. Polo should be starting second round. Bateman should be 13. Mm. And they should get a guy from the bus up to play seven. That's,
0: what,
1: <laughs> you know, that's literally what should happen. But, yeah. Anyway, what do we know? It's only been 12 straight years of losses, but whatever.
0: <laughs> Shout out to. Uh, Miss Lizzie on uh, the magic school bus coming into the number seven jersey for uh <laughs> Tigers this week. All right. Uh we got four oh five PM from Points Bet Stadium and we got the Sharks against the Warriors. Miko was outstanding for Cronulla uh last game. That was yeah, that was pretty good. Uh pretty impressive against the Dragons. And the Warriors hung on like I've never seen a Warriors side hang on before, to be honest. Uh It looks like Braden Trindle will come in to the interchange bench for the Sharks and Oregon Kafusi, he was ruled out and he'll miss the match uh, through HIA protocols. Craig Fitzgibbon will stick with the same starting 13 that racked up 40 points against the Dragons. Warriors skipper Tohu Harris has been named. Uh, He suffered a knee injury the other day. It looks like they just clashed and he wanted to stay on but they pulled him off just in case. Uh, Tamari Martin is out with young Ronald Boltman coming in. But that's sort of offset by Wade Egan coming back, who I rate very highly. Yep. I'm really torn here. I'm going to tip the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, it's at home Sunday, Arvo. I think the joint will be rocking. But the Warriors have been playing quite well. So who do you like, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm similar. I'm a bit torn for this. The Warriors, it takes me a while to trust the team in the new season, mm-hmm. but uh, the Warriors have my trust after their start to the season. Um, great job. By Andrew Webster, what he's done there, very early days, but um, I'll take a bit of humble pie about Sean Johnson. So far, he's been excellent. Yeah, start of the year, yeah. Just I think the difference is going kind to of Nico Hines at seven, and just how much better the Sharks. I mean, they played the Dragons, but uh, Hines just looked a lot better. Mm. Uh, I mean, the Sharks looked a lot better. Sorry, with Hines back at seven, but it would be interesting to see um, if that you know that tough grit that the Warriors showed last week if they can hold on against a, uh, a slightly better oiled machine than the Sharks. But I'll go to Sharks, but I, I don't reckon it'll be by much. Maybe Sharks by six.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, the bench for the Warriors uh, made a real impact last week. So it'll be interesting yeah. if they can do that again. Jazz Tavunga was quite good and uh, Xbox enthusiast Dylan Walker. He was <laughs> quite good when he got on the field yeah. as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, we move on to the next game, mate, and 6.15, a core stadium. Bulldogs against the Cowboys. Now, I reckon this is a, a danger game for the Cowboys, I'd say. Uh, they don't generally don't travel all that well, um, and the Bulldogs, I think they've been playing pretty disciplined and, and, and not too bad. Josh Reynolds, uh, one of my old personal favourites, he is back for his first game for the Bulldogs since 2017. He'll come onto the interchange bench for Manu Brown. And Tavita Pangua Jr. is still out with a calf strain. They are big calves, so I'm assuming that's why it's taking so long for them to heal. Uh, Murray Taolangi is out, and Gemet Shibasaki is also out. Petahiku returns from suspension. He'll come in, and Brendan Elliott, uh, many-club legend, comes onto the wing for... Uh, the Cowboys. Jeremiah Nanai is suspended as well, so he'll he'll come into the starting side, which that's a pretty handy replacement, I would have thought. Mate, I am so torn here. I don't think the Cowboys are the Cowboys I thought they were at the start of the year. I think they are still able to finish top four and win the comp, but I'm... uh, I don't my know. My faith is fading, so... I'm really torn here. I'm going to let you have a crack first, while I have a think. Who to tip? Who do you like, mate?
1: Yeah, I've I've got the Cowboys have not impressed me at no. all this year.
0: Um,
1: but they came back all right last week. Um, was that last week the Titans? Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, and they got the win. And again, you know, winning you know winning a game does mean something at the end of the day. Being able to grit it out even when you're not playing the best, but. Uh, I'm going to go to Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. I just think look the benches for either aren't great, but I just I think the Bulldogs uh, I think they'll be a bit fired up after and I'm quite disappointed after their loss last week against the Warriors. They did have their chances, um, but I think they'll be happier playing back in Australia, and I reckon they'll win in a close one. So I'm going to go to Bulldogs.
0: Yep, I like that tip man. I- Geez, I'm torn here. I really thought the um, traveling to New Zealand factor might come into my tip here. But I think oh, – jeez, I'm really, really torn here. I think I'm going to have to go and oh, – it's, it's a tough round, this one. Yeah. It is, yeah. Mm. Mate, you know what? I'm going to tip the Cowboys, and I don't oh, know yeah. why. I was very close to giving the Bulldogs there but I'll go with the Cowboys to make it interesting and uh, that rounds it out for round five previews and tips for us here mate bold predictions do you have anything for us this week uh,
1: yeah I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go three out of the five in Broncos back 5 mm-hmm. we'll score tries against the Tigers in a 20 point plus win
0: yeah I like that nice <laughs> against your own team too yeah, um but they, they deserve it yeah <laughs> three of the back five all right i like that i think that's very achievable mate i am going to go uh both uh let me have a look here i'm gonna go kolo matangi and Ola to to both score a try this week so um I don't know how necessarily bold that is, given Kalamitangi is up against the Storm, and I do think they'll be going the other way majority of the time where Kalamitangi plays on the right. Maybe that's a little bit bold, but I think Olakwatu almost certainly scores against Newcastle. So that'll be my bold for this week. What I might do, I'll combine those two to score with both Manly and South to win. How's that? That'll be my bold. And... I just want to give a little shout-out to our uh, fearless leader, Bo Nicholson, who, since being overseas, he's uh, he's lumped the duties with me to edit and host and things like that, and, geez, I have an appreciation for him at the moment. It is a tough gig, so thank you, Bo, and shout-out to Kieran and The Verve. Uh, we will... Uh, We'll speak to them soon as well. Uh, but thanks, mate. I've enjoyed it. Uh, that's pretty much us for this week. No worries. Till next time. Thanks, mate. And we'll take you all above the horizontal yet again.
1: Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for real sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Steppen, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time.